Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Ah! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Hey, pet parents. Have you heard of Just Food for Dogs? Since 2010, we've been helping dogs everywhere live healthier, longer lives through the power of fresh, whole food nutrition. Our meals are formulated by an in-house team of veterinarians, and we only use human-grade meats and veggies with zero preservatives. After transitioning to Just Food for Dogs, pet parents report seeing more energy, firmer stools, improved health, and even longer lives. Give us two weeks, and we'll change your dog's life forever. Visit JustFoodForDogs.com mobile and save 10% on your first purchase. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings. Welcome inside The Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. Uh, With a big day today, uh, President's Day, coming off of Valentine's Day yesterday. Doug, how was your Valentine's Day? Uh, It was great. I uh, spent most of it in the gym with my son and a little bit at my mom's house. Is, uh, How Valentine's Days are supposed to be. You and your son in the gym. That's right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. You know, have you gotten to the point in your life where the, the, for Valentine's, basically any holiday, like the best thing I can do for my wife is say, you know what? I'm going to take Zoe someplace or we're going to go someplace and you can just do whatever. Yeah, you can just do whatever for a little while, and 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 especially now with what's going on with COVID and 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 being you know quarantined the way we are, I could just go somewhere and then leave you by yourself for like two hours. How does that sound? And that's like the greatest present ever. Correct, <laughs> correct. As far away as possible is generally a good thing, uh, a good thing for for me. But uh, you know what's 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 fascinating about this weekend is it does. I don't know. I mean. You come off of a Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl was a dominating performance, as we discussed kind of last week. But you come off of a Super Bowl, and you need kind of that bridge into, okay, what's next? And I do think a three-day weekend, it gives everybody a chance to kind of 
regroup and get ready for what's next in the sports world. And, you know, will we get fans in the stands? Will we have, what will the NCAA tournament look like? What will the NBA playoffs look like? What will the Masters look like? What will baseball look like? All of these things, it is kind of like a recharge weekend, if you will. Yeah, and it's kind of fun where it's, okay, you can have this one weekend. Yeah, there's no football. Oh, that's oh, good, no football. Yeah, but next weekend, that we, well, it's starting to get serious now for the NCAA tournament. we got to start, got to start watching more games here, you know, NBA, all these things. It's like, oh, so it's just one weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's just one weekend. You get, you get one weekend off, and then, then, we're, then we're back at it. That, your break is over after that point. Yeah, one weekend. And that's all you really need is one weekend, right? And, you, and you're, you're probably doing like 17 college basketball games this week. Uh, it depends. Depends which ones are. I was supposed to do a game tonight that was postponed, and I had two games this weekend that were postponed. So, I mean, that's part of like, you know, it's, there's no planning for there's no planning for what we have ahead. But which means the last couple of weeks they're going to jam in as many games as possible. Like, you know, like I'm friends with the guys at Texas Tech, and they had these TCU games, and now they play them on I think back to back nights where they had missed both games previously or something like that. So. Yeah, it's 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 going to get a little weird here the last couple weeks of the season. Yeah, well, I think at this point for you though, I'd be start asking different questions. Are they postponing these games because they don't like your analysis? I mean, it's really, possible. it's starting to become a thing, man. You know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's altogether very possible. That's a good read by you. Who's on the game? Well, it's Gottlieb, but cancel it. Just cancel it. <laughs> we have a COVID issue. COVID issue. COVID issues are great. You know, it's like you and I have discussed before. Anything you, you don't want to explain about baseball or whatever, anything that doesn't make any sense, you just say, that's baseball. You can use it for the rest of yeah. your life, you know? Yeah, like, that's wait, baseball. Wait, why did you park facing the wrong direction? Hey, that's baseball. Like, that's, what? Baseball. that's That's baseball, <laughs> right? Now you can just say, hey, COVID issues. COVID issues. Did and somebody have COVID? I had COVID issues. That's all I just trace contacting something along the lines of, you know, my brother's sister's mother's cousin, uh, neighbor, their nephew had COVID and I delivered them a pizza two weeks ago, just randomly, and that's why we're going to shut down this game. Mm. All right, let me write that down. Gottlieb analysis. We'll get to write that down. I got to get to do some, uh, some research on that. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of issues, uh, yes. something cropped up big time last night uh, with the Los Angeles Lakers, who are you know steamrolling through the Western Conference as they are. The defending champs are getting ready. Uh, you know, it's going to be a big just three month tune up from here on out for the playoffs, but. Potential big news as Anthony Davis aggravated tendinosis in his right Achilles. These are this is an injury that caused him to miss a couple of games earlier this week. Was held out of the second half of their loss to Denver, and he's got an MRI coming today, and he's going to find out just what the diagnosis is. Right now, he says, "I think it's okay, but we got to have the MRI to make sure." Here was Davis after the game last night. That last step kind of reaggravated, you know, the injury I already had. Um, you know now. It's like an Achilles sprain. Um, so, uh, you know, get an MRI tomorrow and try to figure out the next steps so to get back on the floor. Now I'm going to do the same thing, the same steps to, to get it back right. Uh, obviously be a little bit more uh, smarter with it, um, which I think I was smart the first time, but um, even more smarter, you know, up the treatment more instead of, you know, three times a day, maybe five times a day, just trying to get it back where it needs to be to go out there and help the team. Um, but like I said, all that will dictate on uh, the information I receive tomorrow uh, from the MRI um, to be able to move forward to get back on the floor. All right, Doug, he said that Sunday was the first day that his Achilles felt completely fine, didn't feel it in the morning, afternoon pregame, which is why he felt so good to go. Uh, and now, look, he's dealing with this issue, and who knows what the outcome's going to be. It, these guys are playing a lot of minutes. I feel like the Lakers are have the 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 pedal to the floor here in the middle of February. Do you, do you see that with this team? With what's going on with him? Well, I mean, like, look, it's a really weird schedule. You know, you have some teams that hadn't played since February, and they were kind of Jones into play, um, but because you know you had a shortened training camp or whatever. But you had like, you know, you had that that group of teams. I don't know, was eight that didn't play in the in the bubble. And they hadn't played since February, right? Then you have other teams that were out of the bubble pretty early. Then you had the Lakers. That, that the finals were like two weeks. It felt like two weeks before they started the, the next season. Um, they're, they're a weird team to watch. Obviously, they're very good. They, they're probably more talented, especially offensively, than they were last year. And there are times in which they play, when they play well and they play healthy, uh, they, 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 I mean, they, they, look, they feel like the best team in the league. But, you know, 
the tendinosis, I mean, I, again, I'm not a doctor. I didn't stay at a Holiday Inn Express. It, it does, it, I mean, my basic understanding of it is it's like tendonitis of the knee, only in the Achilles tendon, and that's overuse. And we're like, you know, what are we doing here? But they, part of it is they do it to themselves. They get down, I don't know, did you watch Friday night? They're playing Memphis. They were down like 20, like that. Mm-hmm. It was like down like twelve, and I tweet out like, "Did they even warm up?" <laughs> <You know? laughs> and they come back, and they take the lead in the third or fourth quarter. But because they're down so much, like they got to play LeBron and Anthony Davis a bunch, and you know, shock. What, what's amazing is LeBron James is in year eighteen, and there's no tendonitis or tendinosis to speak of. You know, Anthony Davis, though he's been in like tenth year in the league or whatever, but he's like half his age. Like all of a sudden, his body's like, man. What is LeBron doing that he's such an Iron Man and this guy's? It, it, but it's a, it's it's really. A, I mean that it's it's the one thing that you concern yourself with. Like, can you get to the finish line with everybody healthy? And you know, when do you start to limit LeBron's minutes? They're not practicing, so that's good. So these are like their only workouts of the day. Uh, they are kind of managing themselves, but but yeah, I mean, like, look the 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 fabled the fable of Achilles is like that was his lone weakness and that could be the weakness of this team you know i i see the lakers playing and i get that hey we want to be able you think they want to be able to manage minutes they talked all the preseason about lebron's got to manage his minutes that's the reason why they went out and they did what they did in free agency bringing in a guy like montrez harrell and dennis Schroeder who can take up the scoring slack so lebron can not have to play so many minutes and especially in a year where you don't know what home court advantage is going to mean in the playoffs. I'd like to think that fans are going to be allowed back in across the board and you're going to see it, but it may be the best case scenario is you get, you know, it's one of those 22% capacity things, which is okay. It's great. But are you really going crazy for home court advantage for that? Especially it's, it's such a big unknown. And I, I see the Lakers. All right, we have Anthony Davis is going to keep playing when, when injuries like this, uh, I've seen doctors say, this is where you got to sit for like a month. And 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 then then it then it's gone and you and you're back. The Lakers aren't in danger of missing the playoffs. They aren't in danger of doing anything. If they if they lose a couple of games in the standings, they do it. And AD is playing. And LeBron last week played three overtime games. Played over forty minutes in every game. And I thought, okay, well, there's no way he's going to play Friday. And then he played Friday. And he had a big comeback. He played a lot of minutes Friday. So, all right, well, he's not even going to travel on Sunday to Denver. They're not going to go to the mile-high air and risk anything. He's just exhausted. Nope, nope, LeBron played, and he played a bunch of minutes last night. And I, I, I don't understand why this, this push is, unless it's to, hey, we want to get such a, a good standing that when we get to the later part of the season, that's we really want to taper off. And these guys are going to really have games off. And, you know, right now we're going to push it. And then once we get into the sweeter spot of April and when you see the schedule get to game 50 or so, in game 52, 55, that's when you're going to really start seeing them them back off because I, I I don't get why they're doing this so much right now. Well, I, I, I'll, I, I hear you. I would say there, there's there's a bunch of different parts to it. Uh, if you watched last night against Denver, like LeBron kind of shut it down in the second half. Like he, he was playing, but he wasn't doing much, you know, and he wasn't exerting much, much energy. Um, I, I personally, one of the things I agree with, it seems to be a, a LeBron philosophy is like, he doesn't want to come out, go back in, come out, go back. Like that's when you actually feel like you get hurt. When you get, you know, when you get older, it's it's not it's not necessarily how much you're playing. It's coming, you know, like it's really hard to sit there for a while, then come back in and get your motor running. That's when you feel like everything kind of locks up on you a little bit. Um, and like I said, they're not practicing, and those minutes seem, uh, you know, seem to be a ton of minutes, but when you consider, you know, the, the way in which they rest, I don't know. I, I, I do think that there's going to be some, some days off. I do think that though, that part of it is he's chasing, you know, uh, the all time scoring mark. And he knows that he needs to play more minutes. He plays the more points he scores. I think the MVP is important to him as well. Like I, I think LeBron's doing some legacy stuff here. He's he, everything you ever, um, you ever watch, um, hunt for red October. Be careful what you shoot at. These things don't take kindly to bullets. That's your Sean Connery? That's not bad. Yeah, well, I, did, I didn't know you were going to hit me with Hunt for Red October. I, okay. I probably would have uh, gotten my mouth more ready to do a Sean Connery. That's impression. okay. That's, that's it's quite okay. It's, I, you it's know what okay. I should have done? I, I should have yes. done, you idiot, you've killed us. Sorry, yes. spoiler alert. That's there what I should have done. That's <laughs> well, I, I mean, if, if you, unless you haven't watched TNT for the last <laughs> 20 years, you have no idea what we're talking about. But do you remember the, the scene where he goes, 
the the average average Ruski doesn't take a dump without a plan, son. Right? Uh-huh. Remember that? Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's that's LeBron. Like LeBron is cunning. He is brilliant, and everything is based upon a plan. And he's even said like the MVP matters to him. He wants to win the MVP. He wants to be the all time scoring leader. And you know, and and one of the reasons he plays a lot, and he's always done this. The one reason he plays a lot of minutes is points per game. Like if he's going to take a game off, he'll take a whole game off because it doesn't hurt your average. So look, is that, is that in any way deceptive? Like, no, I mean, I look, he, he's earned a right to kind of do what he wants to do, but like, let's be honest, what's kind of at stake there. The more he plays in a given game, the more stats that he accrues and the better it looks for his chance to win MVP. And I believe that's kind of what's at play there. And then, you know, he shuts it down. They don't practice. He totally takes care of his body. Um, whereas, and, and, and Anthony Davis's Achilles, though it hurts them and how good they are, doesn't kill LeBron in terms of how much he scores because he, it hurts him in terms of his assist to Anthony Davis. But, you know, look, I think it's a fat, it's fascinating to watch, you know, how that team, especially and that had a lot of older pieces, not all of them are there from last year. Cause, cause what's lost in it, Kyle Kuzma play much better basketball. Um, and what's lost in it is. Uh, some of the other things is they're trying to figure out their bench and all that other stuff and, and who's going to be in the rotation come playoffs. But, but the, 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 if Anthony Davis isn't right, they ain't going anywhere once they get to when it really matters. I, I got to think that after this, you're not going to see him for a while, regardless as to what, the, if they say, oh, it's fine, it's, it, you know, with, with a few days rest, I would, I would have a feeling that it would be at least a couple of weeks before we see him play again, maybe longer, because this is something that obviously is one of those. And it's like any time I see an injury on an NFL team, like I see, oh, like like this year for the Jets, right? I was excited about Denzel Mims, right? Oh my God, he's going to be awesome! Oh, they got him out of Baylor, he's great. And then anytime I see someone in camp with a hamstring injury or some kind of an Achilles injury or something like that, I go, oh. They're, they're never going to be healthy this year. They're going to keep trying to come back to play because it's football, and they're, it's, it's going to be a lost season. So even though it's like a minor headline in training camp, oh, sitting out with a hamster, okay, well, you know what, that's it. They're never going to be right because it's just going to be about rest, and either they're going to miss a bunch of time or they're just not going to be right, and they're going to be in and out of the lineup. And that's what I think hopefully the Lakers see is that, all right, you're risking him just being in and out of the lineup, and I know it's, it's hard, but I really I think maybe two, at least a couple of weeks before we see him again, maybe even longer. Yeah, I, I, I have no problem. I mean, you shut, shut a dude down, right? Like, what's shut a dude down? You know, you get more minutes from Taylor and Horton Tucker. Everybody loves, you know, you see what, see what else you got. Uh, you're still going to make the playoffs and you're going to be kind of in prime position. You know, I, I, think, I think it's a very real discussion uh, to, to have. Um, and then there's just the, the, the question of who is, who is the most likely challenger to them? Like, quietly, the Clippers are pretty confident in how they're playing quietly. The, 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 the Utah jazz uh, feel like they're a really, really good team. I know they're a tough matchup for the bucks. Um, and the Denver nuggets are a team that exudes confidence and wants another shot at the Lakers, whether or not they're that good or not, like kind of we'll see here. So, Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the fade. This podcast, we got a great episode coming up picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's really good? Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, gonna, not, the, not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. Nev- yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Um, I, you know, there, there's a bunch at play in the in the West where the Lakers, when healthy, are clearly the best. The question is, can they get to the postseason healthy? Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Thunderstruck. Adjective. Shocked and amazed by the power of fun on Carnival. Riding Bolt, the world's first roller coaster at sea, Brian got thunderstruck so hard, his 93-year-old grandmother felt it 3,000 miles away in Nebraska and immediately booked a cruise. Hooray! Get thunderstruck starting at 289. Carnival. Choose fun. Cruises are in U.S. dollars per person, double occupancy. Taxes, fees, and port expenses additional. Restrictions apply. Full details on Carnival.com. Ships registry, Bahamas, Panama. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. I know we're going to get into Carson Wentz in a couple minutes because there's there's big drama surrounding him. But you know, it just struck me, Doug, a few minutes ago. You know, you and I were talking before the show about what our weekends were like, and and you know, you spent a lot of it uh, with youth baseball. I, I what, what you have, forty-five games in the last basketball. couple of days. Basketball, youth basketball. basketball. What do you have? We had a bunch of games the last couple of days. Uh, uh, we I had spent- uh, we had uh, thirteen games, and I coached ten of them. Nah. Uh, third, wait, no, 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 it's four, 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 that's 12, 
and for 16 games. So I, and I coached in 14 of them, I think. Yeah, 14 of them. Yeah, that was oh, a lot. Oh man, was could a lot you even get the, But I'm just saying the same things the over and over better. at the end. <laughs> box no, out. Box I, out. <laughs> yeah, box Coach out. is pass tired. Okay. <laughs> pass the ball. Pass. What are you doing? What? What are you doing? What are you doing? I have one kid who you get these kids that are like pleasers, right? And they and they're great kids. And they anything they do, they come look at the bench. So I told the kid, I was like, listen. If you look at me or you look at your dad, then I'm going to take you out. And then so like all of a sudden he, 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 you know, he's doing great for a couple minutes and then he misses a shot. And he looks over at me and I take him out. I go, why do you take him out? Why do you take him out? He's like, I don't know. It's like, did you look at me? It's like, oh yeah. It's like, <laughs> Stop looking at me. You know, it's, and I was thinking back because, you know, here having this conversation, I spent all weekend uh, trying to get my daughter's softball uh, season, you know, off the ground and stuff. And there's a lot of, you know, moving parts and everything. But I was thinking back to the first time you and I filled it because you and I fill in on on Dan, you know, we've been doing it for a while now, not going to continue. We filled in, I remember, right after Memorial Day weekend last year. And I remember we had a conversation on the show about how it feels like things might be turning with COVID. Like this was a big weekend where people got out and did things and it felt kind of normal. And he said, okay, maybe things are turning. It turned out, you know, it was the worst weekend because that's what, you know, started the whole big push and we never really got past COVID in the summer. We needed some time. And still when holidays came, it was it was a lot of people not doing things safe enough and, and you had super spreader events and all these things. But I'll tell you, coming off this weekend and seeing where we are right now, you know, on, on February 22nd, I really do feel like now th- th- we're going to start seeing really bright days ahead fast. I just, I, well, I, I was more hopeful of it last year, I think, when we talked about it. I feel more, I feel better about that, more informed, that I think we are really starting to hit a good, a good spot right now in the calendar. I do too, but, you know, it's like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Let's hope it's not an- another train. Yeah. Yeah, that's really what, that's that, that. Those are those are my those are my feelings on it. Um, okay, I it, it, we we are also a weird time economically, Jason. Right? Like here we are, and we had these record unemployment numbers because for so often things were shut down. But interest rates are at a crazy like all time low, which of course is helps stimulate uh, the real estate market. And I don't know, you know, where you are in L- where I am in Orange County, like it's crazy, like just exploded crazy. But this is not just you and I used to live in Connecticut and Connecticut, which has long been kind of a very stale real estate market has has spiked up. I mean, I, I my last house I sold in Connecticut, I just saw it was back on the market, like for a crazy number. And when I talked to my text, my realtor, like, yeah, that's, that's what's happening everywhere. And I was I was thinking about Carson Wentz. And you, you had this story, right, where, where Carson Wentz, the Eagles, what was it? They're, they're, they haven't even gotten offered a first-round pick for Carson Wentz? Yeah, and now they could put Zach Ertz in a trade if you just try to, to push things along here. You know, Zach Ertz is 30, and, and they're, he's coming off a career-low season. But still, Zach Ertz is a really good tight end, and they're at the point now where they're not getting the offers that they want for Wentz. They're only getting a second round or a couple of second rounders, which I think is what they got from the, uh, from the Colts. So now, hey, we could sweeten the pot here and put Car- uh, Zach Ertz in here so we can get more draft picks. Yeah, I, the, the thing I'm thinking, and the, throwing in Zach Ertz into the, the sweeten-the-pot deal, this reminds me of, if you follow real estate, the idea of chasing the market, right? The market is hot. Like, oh, look, they just moved Matt Stafford. And look what they got in return. Right? That's like your neighbor sells his house. And you thought your house was worth, you know, $400,000. And all of a sudden, the neighbor sells his house <clears throat> for five fifty, And you're like, wait, my house is just as nice as that. You know, it's a little bit newer. And yeah, you know, there's a couple things that we need to do to it. But man, honey, let's put this thing on the market. And she starts thinking like, okay, well, if that's start thinking, well, that's five fifty, and that was sold a couple months ago. Like, huh? We could sell ours for five seventy five. You know, it's got a little bit more square footage. Like, yeah, but it hasn't been redone. It's not really. That's okay. Like, you know, well. So you list. So you start to list. You decide to list your house. Meanwhile, you know, the wife goes and finds the next house, right? Which is six fifty, right? Because you're going to make profit on your house, and let's go get under contract on this house. And now she's like all emotionally all in on it, right? She's basically already moved. She's, she's like, and you're, you're contingent on the sale of your house, 
Right. You, once you get the fever, yeah, once you get the fever, there's no turning back. You get that real estate fever, it's like, there's no dialing it back or stopping. It's just going to go till the end. Correct. So there's now all of a sudden you put it on the market and the feedback is like, yeah, you're listing this thing too high. And you're sitting there going like, wait a second, I know my lot. It's a really good lot. I know this house and this house where they sold. Square footage wise, you know, what comps were right there. So, but you list it for a little too high and the market, you know, kind of tightens a little bit on you and there's just not that many buyers out there and they're starting to look at your house. Now that it sits on the market, the longer it sits on the market, the more, even if it's listed correctly, people start, well, why has it been listed for this long? And you're sitting there going like, wait, I should get top dollar for it. And what ends up happening? So your first reaction is, well, either change realtors or tell your realtor, like you need to put it on Trulia. You need to put it on realtor.com. You need to put it on Zillow. You need to put it in the paper. You need to really advertise for it. Like everybody knows your house is on the market. Like it's not any secret. There's just not that many buyers for it at this point in time, especially in the middle of a school year. So you end up chasing the market and giving it away because you're already contingent on the sale of another house and your wife has already kind of moved on. I think that's what's happening with the Eagles. They were so convinced that, who they have and they've paid a chunk of the salary already to Carson Wentz and they're willing to take on, you know, the tax bill, the dead, the dead cap money for getting rid of them. They're going to end up chasing the market because they overlisted their property. That's classic of what's happening right here. Yeah. And and eventually they're going to have to realize that Carson Wentz is a distressed property. I'm sorry. Was that, I I, should, I, should I, should I I not, I should not, I should have not done the the whole realtor thing. I should not. No, no, it works. (laughs) It works. I don't think it's a distressed property. I just think they over, they, 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 they assumed it was worth more than it's worth. And now they're chasing the market. It's not necessarily distressed. And, and yeah, I mean, it's distressed from, from only, only standpoint is now you, once you say, once you put a guy on the market, on the trade market, now you it's it's over right it's like once you call the divorce attorney like it's over it doesn't there's no taking that one back yeah they they need to see reality that a player is only worth what someone's going to pay for him right it's like they say that about memorabilia right well how much is this card worth you know the honus wagner some, card how much is this pay. bit of memorabilia worth yeah. Yeah. oh it's worth about 500 grand but then somebody a winning bid in an auction is 175 grand well guess what it's worth 175,000 dollars i mean that that's that's kind of what it is or hey th- this is probably worth about a million but you know what todd mcfarland decides i'm going to spend 6 million dollars on this baseball so then it's worth 6 million dollars that's kind of where it's at with the eagles they have to realize that his worth is not what Matthew Stafford's was. You know, Matthew Stafford g- getting traded and, and a couple of first-round picks and a third-round pick going the other way, mainly it's because they had to take on Jared Goff's contract. But you see that and think, well, Carson Wentz is as good as Matthew Stafford. Well, okay. No. I mean, certain guys are seeing their, their prices go up. Deshaun Watson certainly saw his price go up. The good, the great quarterbacks, they're seeing their price go up. But this is this is what the reality is for the Eagles. And at some point, they have to kind of deal with it as a I'll go another I'll go another one it, they have to deal with it as a sunk cost right all right we 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 drafted Carson Wentz it didn't work out we just have to move him for what we can we got to get out from under this and we have to move on because we've said publicly we're going to trade him and when you say publicly you're going to trade somebody and you're not sure about what the outcome's going to be you can take a risk and get burned because that's what the Eagles did if the Eagles didn't say hey we're trading Carson Wentz everything would be fine but they misjudged his value and so when you say we're trading somebody and you know look his house he's still sitting out on the market of course it's going to be worth less and less the eagles have to do something soon because they're not going to get a the values aren't going to go up for him they have to suck it up and bite the bullet and say you know what it didn't work we we didn't get the first round pick we wanted we can get a couple of seconds we can get out from under him it's not a big deal we're not paying jalen hurts any money for the next four years he's on a great contract because we got him in the second round and they just have to move on and the sooner they come to that realization the easier it's going to be and the better it is for them to move on get whatever draft hall they want to get and figure out what they want to do with the team i don't know if there's as big a rush as you think there is obviously you need you'd like to get it done before the before the draft uh, but I, yeah, I, I, I think it's the, my problem with like, what is their plan? I guess their plan is to draft a quarterback because Jalen hurts is by my estimation, not the answer long-term. I mean, it, that got badly exposed. He had, he, he, they, they, they beat the saints when the saints didn't have a book on him. Then he looked good against the Cardinals. Didn't have very good defense. And then once people got a book on him, his limitations got exposed. 
Um, like, look, I think he's fine, but you know, in, you know, he just limited as a pocket passer. And there's a reason that people thought of him as a third or fourth round pick. And, you know, now Howie Roseman drafted him. So maybe Howie Roseman has a greater belief in him. And I know there's a locker room belief in him. I know guys generally like him, but there's just a, what we've seen, there seems to be a limit to a, a ceiling, a lower ceiling than Carson Wentz. The problem is that Carson Wentz is experiencing a lower floor than you have with Jalen Hurts in terms of how he's playing right now. I just, I, I'm, I know, I don't know what they're doing. You know, I know that the, the hiring process was a poop show and, you know, you had to have somebody who's willing to take orders from up top. But why would you hire a, a head coach, you know, who worked with Frank Reich unless you thought you were going to hold on to Carson Wentz and now you want to get rid of Carson Wentz? That part doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it's like they, they decided that everybody is on a different page. You know, like Jeffrey Lurie clearly is in for the rebuild, right? Okay, I'm good with the rebuild. Like they got rid of Doug Peterson. We're going to trade Carson Wentz. I, I get that. But I don't get that the rest of the team is in on the rebuild. <laughs> well, that's, that's not what we have going on here. I mean, they, that's why the quicker they trade Carson Wentz, they can find their direction, right? What's our identity going to be? We're going to try to go forward with Jalen Hurts. I like him a little bit more than you do, I think mainly because, all right, the guy went through a season where there was no preseason reps, there was no anything, he didn't get any of the first team reps, and then suddenly he's kind of thrown out there, and he showed glimpses of being a pretty good quarterback. He had some 300-yard games. Uh, he had one game where he threw three touchdowns against Arizona. You mentioned that game. So I'm okay with, hey, all right, let's give, let, let's give Jalen Hurts a shot here as we go through the offseason with, with as close to a normal offseason we're going to have. He's going to take all the reps. He's going to get games before he goes in, and he showed glimpses. And I'm a big fan of if you show glimpses, I'll, I'll give you a chance. But, yeah, should they get a quarterback? Yeah, but th- this, they need to find out who they are. Like, all teams need to find out who they are. What's their ident- What's the Jets' identity going to be? Are, are they staying with, with Sam Darnold? Are they not? It's like everybody's in this big holding pattern while things get figured out with the quarterbacks. And, and it's Carson Wentz. And then when he gets traded, then it'll be, okay, what are the Jets going to do with Sam Darnold? Is he going to get traded? Then is someone really going to call with an offer for Derek Carr? The Raiders are kind of in, a, in a, 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 a situation right now where they don't know how they're going forward. It's like the whole league is being held hostage by, well, we got all these quarterbacks, and until we know where their destinations are going to be, they're all just kind of in this limbo and that, that can go on for months, and we can even go into the draft uh, or you know, into free agency and potentially out of free agency with some of these things still not being answered. Yeah, um, you know, I, I, it, it, it is interesting. Like, the Wentz thing is fascinating. Um, I, I, don't, I, like, I, I don't think Jalen Hurts is a starting quarterback long-term in the NFL. I'll, I'll, I'll put that one on record, I do think there's he's, there's a little bit of anybody but Carson Wentz to it, and I know you need mobile quarterbacks. I think what's fascinating is you know everybody points out well you know he look at the numbers he put up at Oklahoma midway through the season they they stop with a lot of the stuff they did for Baker a lot of the stuff they did with uh, Kyler Murray because he's not he's not that type of thrower um, and so they just had him run it more and then running numbers were in the you know the twenty per game sort of variety I think they were a little disappointed with this with his pocket presence. And you look at, at Alabama and clearly he was good there, but they were light years better. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the capital region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Whether it's your first time betting 
or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Once they went to to Tua Tungavailoa, and you know even what even what they did with Mac uh, earlier this this year in terms of throwing and progressions and accuracy and and those other things, I think he's a tremendous competitor and I think he's a tremendous dude, but I don't think he's a tremendous quarterback. He stri- he he has a lot of the intangibles. It's just the tangibles just aren't there, and it's not like we haven't seen him play football. He's played more football than just about anybody before he got to the uh, before he got to the NFL. So th- that being said, you're right. That, that's that's really the story of this offseason. Which last year we had a glimpse into this. You know, you had from Mariota going from starter to backup. Uh, you had Jameis going from starter to backup. You had a two Hall of Famers. Uh, one in Phillip Rivers going from the Chargers to the Colts, and of course Brady going from. Uh, the Patriots to the Buccaneers. Uh, you know, you had Nick Foles, you know, two stops. He went to Jacksonville. Then at midseason, he goes to the Bears. So we've had a, a, a bizarre amount of quarterback movement. But I think, like, let's just be honest. Aaron Rodgers ain't going anywhere. You know, uh, the the big question is Wentz, I think Garoppolo, and maybe Deshaun Watson, although I don't think they're going to trade him, nor necessarily should they trade him. The Wentz thing feels like an overvaluation. The rest of the league knows that you're you screwed yourself, right? You just you screwed yourself by how you handled this entire thing. And I think a distressed property actually is a good one. It's not that they're going through bankruptcy, but you gotta get you gotta move it. And when you gotta move it because of a divorce, you know, the the sharks start circling and they know they can get something at a relative discount rate. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go, almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double arm kid carry. Looks like dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. Oh, but the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about 9 or 10, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure in pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. Phone number is 877-99 on Fox. Uh, you know, we got Albert Breer scheduled to come up. Uh, hopefully we can catch up with him uh, in, a, in a couple of minutes. But, um, oh, we got him right now? Very good. Oh, well, joining us now on the hotline. Very busy morning for Albert Breer. Got a bunch of big stuff on Monday morning quarterback, including what the Eagles need to do with Carson Wentz. Albert, what's happening, man? Hey, guys. Sorry about the delay there. Oh, it's all good. So what, what, what story are you breaking? What, what, the, the Jets have <laughs> traded Sam Darnold and are getting Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah, no, I've been working through a few things this morning, but nothing uh, nothing breaking as of now. All right, so you had a bit this morning on Carson Wentz and the Eagles situation. Doug and I talked about this earlier this hour. They're not getting the offers they expected. Uh, what's got to happen right now? Well, I, you know, I, I think right now the two teams that we know that have been involved at least at some level are the, the Colts and the Bears, and um, those teams know the good of Carson Wentz. They also know the bad of Carson Wentz. And both teams have guys in their buildings who clash with Carson Wentz at times over the last few years. John Filippo with the Bears. Um, you know, Mike Rowe, um, which, who's sort of been ignored, um, but, you know, really clashed with Carson with the Eagles. He's with the Colts now. So both those teams have all the background good and bad on Carson Wentz. And I, I think the way both those teams look at it is, we're willing to invest. We're willing to take a flyer on him, but do we really want to invest in him? And you know, the contract you're going to be taking on—that's an investment. And so, do you want to sink like high-end draft capital plus like two years of guaranteed money into a player who looked completely broken last year? Um, you know, and that's even with the acknowledgement there could be a high-end payoff if you can find a way to fix him and get him back to where he was three or four years ago. So. Um, I think that's sort of where it's at, where, you know, the Eagles are looking at it and saying, well, you know, we want to get something good in return for Carson Wentz. Um, we want, you know, to walk away from this with a first-round pick. And these two teams, and, 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 and presumably others that have since dropped out, um, we're looking at it and saying, well, you're already asking us to take on this, this contract, which, you know, basically locks us in for two years. And you want us to give up high-end draft capital on top of that? That's a lot to ask. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like I use the real estate analogy, right? feels like they thought the market was Matt Stafford, and they're like, yeah, that's, that's not a comp for where you, where, where you guys are. <laughs> right. And yeah. they're like, you know, I can't believe we're not getting that. Like, you're not getting the offers because you're overlisting your property. And now they kind of screw them. Like, you can't have Carson Wentz back in the building after you – you know, they, it's calling the divorce attorney and go, no, 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 really, honey, I want to work it out. I know we called the divorce attorney. That was just, that was just, you know, just in case, right? It's, it's hard to put that genie back in the bottle. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's, and that's, and, and the thing is when they, when they did initially ask for the Stafford return, I mean, it was, that was considered so outrageous that some teams were, you know, basically like, like, I don't even like, how do we even counter that? You know what I mean? Like, like we're like like we we're, we're just out. Like we're not going anywhere close to there. And if you can get close to there, then God bless you. But we're not going to be a part of it. So um, yeah, I, I think that you know there's probably a little bit of overshooting the market here without question. I will say like the Eagles GM Howie Roseman is one of the best as far as doing deals and finding a way to creatively get a return for assets. And so. Um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if somehow they find a way to get a decent return for Carson Wentz, but they're going to have to be creative. And there are a couple ways they could do it. They could take a bad contract back. Maybe that would help them get, you know, something in the draft pick return. They could actually wait to execute the trade. Carson Wentz is due a $10 million roster bonus, I believe, on March 18th. So they could wait until after March 18th to actually execute the trade and pay the roster bonus for his new team. Um, there are a number of things that they could do, um, you know, but I, I do think that this is sort of a window in how, into how the rest of the league views Carson Wentz right now, 
And it's sort of interesting, too, guys, because we've seen this happen with quarterbacks where, you know, teams will game it up for them early in their careers and they'll look really good coming out of the gate. And then the league will sort of catch up to the player and the player will struggle to counterpunch. And I really feel like that's sort of the book on Carson Wentz now is like, can you fix him? Is there a way to, to get him past that first phase of his career? Because we've seen guys, I think Robert Griffin's probably the best example, that were spectacular, you know, coming out of the box because their teams were able to do some things to make it easy for them earlier in their careers. And then when they had to sort of evolve and grow, they couldn't take that next step. And so the question becomes whether or not Carson Wentz is going to be able to take that next step because a lot of the physical ability is still there. Monday morning quarterbacks, Albert Breer with us here on the Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb. All right, when it comes to Trevor Lawrence, he had a great pro day, and then over the weekend we find that he's going to have the shoulder surgery on his non-throwing shoulder. This is going to put him out for as much as six months. I mean, obviously it's not going to change the Jaguars' thinking. They're going to draft him number one, but how much concern is there right now for what his rookie year is going to be? It could wind up being a lost year for him. Well, that's presuming that you have a normal offseason, which I don't think anybody's presuming right now. You know, and I think that's probably part of the equation for him in deciding to have the surgery now is that, like, you know, normally, so normally a quarterback would come out of the draft at the end of April, go into a rookie mini camp, hit the ground run, and go to OTAs. He would have all the passing school stuff. Then he would go into, um, then he would go into the full squad mini camp. And by the time he got to the summer break, um, he'd have five or six weeks of, of field work under his belt with his new team. Because of COVID, I don't think that's going to be the case this year. In fact, I'd be surprised if there's much of an off-season program at all for most of these teams based on the way that the union's sort of handling it right now and that I don't think that they're going to feel comfortable until the players are vaccinated, putting them back in, the bil- in those buildings until it's absolutely necessary. And I think we saw this year it's not absolutely necessary until you get to training camp. So, um, you know, I, I, the, the good news for Trevor Lawrence is he can still do all the board work he needs to do. He can be part of all the Zoom meetings. If the off season is the way that it was last year, like he won't really miss much. Um, and remember, this is how Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and, and Tua Tungvaloa, that's how their indoctrination to the league happened last year. So um, is it like a little bit of a, a bump in the road that he's going to go through and rehab this injury, um, you know, as he's making the transition to the NFL? Sure, but I don't think it's the same sort of bump that it might have been two or three years ago when he would be missing a lot of time on the field. Um, who's the quarterback with the Carolina Panthers next year? I think it's a rookie. Um, that'd be my guess. Um, and I, I, I actually think the Panthers are probably the floor um for the four quarterbacks right now now this could change with time and i don't hold me to this guy might have a different opinion two months from now but but right now if you if you if you ask me to guess that would see the top four quarterbacks go with go inside the top eight picks um so that's you know lawrence obviously and then um in some order zach wilson justin fields and trey lance and so i think that the panthers will probably wind up with one of those guys on their roster they may even trade up to get them um, so I think it's either going to be Lance. I, I think I think in all likelihood it'll probably be Fields or Lance because I think Wilson's going to probably be the second overall pick. Um, you know, and that of course is presuming that the that the Texans don't wind up moving to Sean Watson, which as of right now they're not of a mind to do that. You can follow him on Twitter at Albert Breer. That is at Albert Breer, a senior NFL reporter, lead content strategist for the Monday Morning Quarterback. Albert, as always, appreciate your time, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks. Have a good one, guys. All right, there it goes. You know, you're right, Doug. Of all the teams, the Panthers are like the team that says, we are replacing our guy, right? Even, even though they, get, they signed Teddy Bridgewater latch, like, we, we have to get a new guy right now. We got this, and we have another big story out of the NBA. Big injury news coming up next, Fox. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. This weekend, look, the Lakers had a rough weekend. Anthony Davis, we're waiting for the results of his MRI today as he aggravated his Achilles issue in last night's loss to Denver. Uh, but the other bit of drama this weekend came from Giannis, who, after the Bucks lost to the Jazz, said, uh, yeah, you know what? That's the best team in the Western Conference. Take a listen. So today we played a game, uh, I guess, 
the best team in the West. They've been playing amazing. They've been, they have the one with this game, 17 out of the last 18. You know, they're playing good. They're moving the ball. They're uh, making threes. They're finding the rollers. Uh, they're keeping it simple. They're going to the front line. Um, they're pretty much doing everything. They're having fun. Um, so there's a lesson to learn. We've got to move on. We have another one in two days. I like how much he knows about the the Jazz. It's like watching a LeBron post game when you know LeBron likes to tell you how much he knows about the other team and he gets into their defensive rotations and what's going on outside. It's kind of it's kind of like a LeBron statement there. Look, they won seventeen out of eighteen. They've done this. They've done this. I kind of like that. At least he's hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some stuff you need to know about the Jazz following the game. Well, I mean, it, it, he paid attention, right? Like he 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 paid attention. I mean, and plus they just played him, right? They they just played him and they smacked the Bucks. 129-115, and it, 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 is, it's, 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 it is interesting that how, and I think they match up really well because they can put Rudy Gobert on Giannis, and that's a hard matchup for Giannis. Uh, remember, they have, uh, you know, Jordan Clarkson has started to really become, Jordan Clarkson has become uh, the, uh, why, why am I forgetting his name, the Jordan Crawford, I mean, J- uh, not Jordan Crawford, Jamal Crawford, of, of the league right now. And Clarkson always kind of had it in him, but Clarkson's reputation was he was a hangout guy. You know, he liked, you know, dating models and hanging out and just happened to be good at basketball, but wasn't all in. And I think maybe being in Utah where there's not the capabilities of hanging out nearly as much has really helped him. And, you know, they don't start him. They play him 26 minutes a game and he scores 17 and a half off. He just comes in, not a point guard. Doesn't have to be a point guard. Right. And, you know, they, they just have – it's a very well-constructed team, and I think it's a very well-coached team. I, You know, I, I think uh, Quinn Snyder does an excellent, excellent job. And then, you know, Donovan Mitchell, I you know, obviously there was the strangeness with the Shaq interview where I don't think – I don't think you're that level, right? Yeah. And he's just he, – <laughs> he's li- – you don't – you don't think so? And I, I don't know if he's that level, but – all I can tell you is they keep winning games. They keep being impressive. And what's going to be interesting to me is what Mike Conley looks like at the end of the season. Does he wear down? Uh, because at his position, it's hard to be long in the tooth. But you could say the same thing about Chris Paul. And then, you know, what they're able to get out of Joe Ingles and Bogdanovich uh, and Clarkston is really fascinating considering what else they what else they have thrown around them. See, I, I, I said last year – we're getting close to the era of the Jazz and Nuggets being powers in the West. You know, both these teams are, you know, they have their young stars, they've given them money, and, they, you know, they're building the right way. And the Jazz era might be here. Look, I love Donovan Mitchell. He's the closest thing the NBA has to Kobe Bryant. And, and I love the interview with Shaq. I love how he kind of just, you could just see him fuming on set, but I'm keeping my cool and I'm just going to say that's all right. Uh, you know, so the era of the Jazz might already be here. Um, but I, I don't know that I'm buying there the best yet. I mean, clearly, it's not like the Lakers are floundering and they're sitting at 500. You know, it's not like all oh, the Clippers are really terrible. Uh, yeah, they're on, on a good run right now, and, and they're on the way, and clearly finishing first in the Western Conference would be a feather in their cap because it's, it's an achievement for them. You know, teams on the way up like to have these benchmarks. Well, hey, we were Western Conference champions here, and now we're moving up and we're getting validation. But I'm not buying there the best yet because you, you got to get to the playoffs. You got to win when it really counts. So I, I think it's a little early to say, well, here, the Jazz are the best team in the West. And it's really odd for Giannis to say that, too. I mean, considering you're looking at a team in the Lakers that just won the championship and you're going, really? They're, they're still not the best? It's just kind of a weird time for, for him to say that. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't think so. I think he's um, I think he's saying. They're the best best basketball team right now, and and it's a way of giving kind of respect to it. I I don't look at anything. Do I think that there's a little something there where he doesn't he knows the the Lakers don't respect him? Yeah, I think so. I, there's probably a little bit there, but I also think he's speaking of like just in a representative of the league. Like, hey man, I, I think this team is really good. <laughs> they just kicked our ass. <laughs> like, I don't know how many of you guys are paying. You guys are paying attention to stuff that doesn't matter. LaMelo Ball highlights in games that don't matter. Like, you guys are paying attention to LeBron and whether or not he traveled. I'm just telling you, in real ball, this team is hooping. Uh, don't forget the flopping, too. You know, LeBron flopping is a very, very big deal the last few days. Correct. Correct. Don't forget. So who are you buying right now in the Western Conference? We talked about our Eastern Conference teams a few minutes ago. I, I told you, look, I, I love what the Sixers are doing. You know, you threw out your, your issues with the Nets. Who are you buying right now in the West? 
Uh, well, look, I like the Jazz. I mean, the Lakers are the best team if they're healthy and they're they're rested and they're ready. Um, and, you know, until further. But I like the Jazz. I think the Clippers are still the most likely competitors in the NBA playoffs. I don't think they're a perfect team. Um, but I think they're they've improved their roster and they've improved their style of play. Uh, so I, I still, I think the Clippers are the one B and then I think there's the jazz more so than, than the nuggets. Just, I, you know, the nuggets, they have so many defensive weaknesses. Um, look, and Jamal Murray played otherworldly in the bubble, but I think there's, there are the, the Lakers are not a good matchup for them at all, at all. Um, so I, I don't, I don't love the, the nuggets as much as some people do. Uh, even though I think Michael Porter Jr. is going to be a problem for a long time because he can really score, but he can't guard a soul. But he can really, really score. Uh, and then, you know, you kind of got everybody else. I Like, I think in the East and the West, there's four legit teams. I think the West, there's four or five. And then, you know, then there's the Portlands of the world and the the Golden States of the world, which are more of a nuisance than a real threat. Yeah, I, I would like to think at this point that everybody wouldn't be 15 and 13. But yet, that's that's where we are in the NBA, you know. And, and and if somebody said, you know, hey, I haven't watched the NBA all season, right? I've been busy with with uh, with the NFL. I've been busy with other things. What have I missed in the NBA season? I would say, hey, you haven't really missed much. I mean, uh, you know, it's certainly it's, hey, it's been we- it's been weird. Like you even t- even talking about it, like mm, there's not a lot going on. It's kind of just basketball in perpetuity. It it makes it a lot less interesting there and. And for anybody like, look, they're like Steph Curry's amazing to watch. Kevin Rand's amazing to watch. Uh, Luca is amazing to watch. These guys are incredibly talented. Trey Young, incredibly talented. It's just, I, I don't know what happened when they went to the bubble, and maybe it's the proximity of this season to last season, but it just hasn't, hasn't really resonated. And, I think that hurts college basketball. I think college basketball lacking the star power hurts the NBA. I don't know the whole thing. It's like, yeah, kind of, I need to get some fans back in there. I need to get some sort of feelings back in there. And we're just missing something. Yeah, I, I could see that. You know, it's, it's, and, and hopefully you see it sort of suss itself out as, as the season goes, but watching it, it's like, okay, well, all right. Well, the Sixers are good. Okay. And the jazz are good. And everything else is kind of as expected. The Knicks don't suck as much as you thought they were going to. Phoenix is a lot better than people thought. That's really the NBA in in five seconds, you know, of of, of what we've seen so far this year. And and, and uh, you know that's why I think like a story like is Steph Curry the MVP? Something would cut through the clutter, you know, because that that's what the NBA needs is you know, hey, we have all these different stories, and and here's this team, and here's this team. They need something to hook onto. For, for the season, and that's why that Steph Curry story will gain a lot. You talked about the Warriors are being a team that's just, you know, they're more of a nuisance than anything, but if this is a case where, you know, he plays in the late game all the time, and any night he can go for 45 or 50, and hey, i, I got to see how Steph is doing, and that'll be a big conversation. You know, the NBA needs something like that to be able to say, okay, what's a big through line for us? Because we got a long way to go until the playoffs. You know, it's not a regular it's not a regular year where, okay, we're, we're at the All-Star break now, normally we'd be at the All-Star break, and we're here. No, everything is much longer we got a long way to go to get to the playoffs we do have a long way to go to get to the playoffs that that is that is true it's it's weird and it feels arduous i don't understand the all-star game thing either like what is the i'm I'm with lebron and all these guys like what are we doing obviously it's to fulfill some sort of tv thing but man like we all need a little bit of a 20 second time out here a weirder season for you college basketball or the nba because you've had like 11 games postponed in the last week of college basketball games you're covering. <laughs> uh, oh, what weirdest. I think weirdest season, definitely college basketball. College basketball is so much about fans and home courts and unique arenas, right? Um, whereas the NBA, you know, what is it? Two weeks becomes a habit. Like this has kind of become a habit and it's much more of a TV event. So I would say weirder is college basketball. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Over 100 countries source products and services from Northern Ireland. They've discovered our innovation and track record working with global business. Source world-class products and services at investni.com international. Northern Ireland, altogether more.
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. But the six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 